the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. The new year is upon us. It's exciting and maybe even a little daunting. As God grants us each day, the question we must ask is, how will we serve him? And the new year is no different. In the Marines, we say that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Should life be any different? I think the answer is no, it shouldn't. And it isn't. Each of us must have a plan. But how do we make one? Today, on the eve of a new year, we're going to talk about this, and our special guest is beautiful, and she's a certified coach by the International Coaching Federation, and thanks be to God, she is my wife and a woman of very strong faith. Christy brings her faith to all she does in trying to help people navigate change, and that's the key phrase. She helps people to navigate change because good change is hard. And as we make a plan, necessarily, it must address change. Technically, Christy is a certified coach. More than that, she bases everything she does and advocates on her faith and the Word of God as written in the Bible. She holds herself to a very high standard, and I often use the word integrity in relation to Christy, because integrity means wholeness. And... Uh, She is a woman of incredible integrity, and uniquely, with all of her attributes and credentials, she has a specialty as a divorce coach, and that sounds weird to a lot of people. They say, okay, what do you mean a divorce coach? Do you coach people to get a divorce? And she addresses that question all the time, and we'll talk about that more shortly, and it will become clear. As you may know, I'm talking about my wingman and wife, Christy Mendelo, who also has a radio show on 100.7 KKHT called The Divorce Coaching Hour. 
And she does not coach people to get a divorce. Her primary goal is to help people who are struggling in their marriages to stay married. One of the ways she does that is to speak very plainly with reality about the difficulties and far-reaching ramifications of divorce. Sometimes people think divorce is a quick fix, but it is anything but. In fact, it's hard and it's very sad, and it affects everyone around us. And so Christy strives to help people to stay in their marriage, and if they do seek divorce, to do it in a way that glorifies God and minimizes the collateral damage, the damage to the people around. And then also, if they do elect to divorce, to put that struggle and that hardship to transformative good so that when they go through this, at the end of it, they will be on their way to something new and closer to what God has planned for their lives. So that clarifies what a divorce coach is. But what's a coach? And why are we talking to Christy as a coach today? Stick with us. We'll talk with her about that. And hopefully, she will help us to finalize our plans and prayers for the new year. Speaking of which, please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all this opportunity and love. Your Son, who has drawn us close to you, atoned for our sins, and prepared us for amazing service in your name going forward. And we come to you today to ask you to clarify the nature of that service in the coming year, to help us to come from a place of integrity and truth as we look at all we can do in your name, as we address shortcomings and strengths and bring it all together to shine light on those around us. We love you, and we thank you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Christy, Richard. welcome. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thanks for uh, having me as your guest today and, and um, talking about a subject very near and dear to my heart, one, God and faith, and so I guess a couple of other subjects, coaching, transformation, change, and uh, the new year. Yeah, uh, on the way into the station, we were actually talking about our plans for the new year, and it's an exciting conversation. Um, you can come at it from a place of, I hope nothing bad happens. Fear. Fear. Or you can come at it from a place of, I can do all these things. Through Christ. Who gives me strength. Yeah, amen. Uh, one of the things we talk about, lot about in the coaching world is opportunity and possibility. And so as we change our mindset to one of that for the new year, we're looking at what is God going to lead us to? Uh, what does God have for us? Yeah. Not necessarily the, you know, what went wrong in the last year, what's going right. to go wrong this year. I often talk about uh, the glass half full or the glass half empty. Yeah. I mindset. say the same thing. Uh, about being on your back foot. That's kind of my vision at the intersection of our faith and the secular world. We can stand with our weight even on both feet in the love of Christ, firmly planted in his word, or we can kind of be on our back foot where we're just hoping nothing goes wrong. And in the Marines, we say hope is not a course of action. Right. Uh, must be based on things, and our hope is based on 
Christ. But if we go back to square one, explain to us what a coach is, please. Thanks for um, asking that, because as you mentioned, I often get uh, people kind of going, even even just coaching, not the divorce coaching, me like, your life coach, kind of with a, a face, maybe a tone even like, what is this yeah. thing? I don't really know what it is. And, you know, anyway, so one of the things I think it's important to do is when you define coaching also to, to define what it's not. I'll start with what coaching is. And, and as a certified coach through the International Coach Federation, which is what they call the gold standard, the highest ethical body that um, uh, is the... Um, overseas guide, coaching. Overseas coaching. We're not licensed. Coaches are not licensed. But you voluntarily hold to this uh, eth- these ethics, and you're also uh, li- uh, not licensed but certified by the ICF, and it's no easy feat. So first and foremost, this definition is coming uh, paraphrased from the International Co- uh, Coach Federation. Coaching is a co-partnering. So that's, that's important to know. It's a co-partnering with the client. Uh, and a creative process to help them uncover, clarify what what their next steps are, what their thinking is around whatever situation they're coming to coaching for. So two of the key words is co-partnering and then creative process. Now, why do I hit on co-partnering? Because a lot of people think coaching is advice giving. And so you imagine a f- football coach out on the football field barking orders. Well, a lot of people think, well, I need to go get a coach. They'll tell me what to do. And in fact, brain science shows you won't do what somebody else tells you to do, unless you're probably a football player on the field, which most of us aren't. Or a Marine. Or a Marine. Right. Right. Yeah. So a little bit of a nuance there. A lot of coaches don't actually like the word coach. And the reason there is because people have this mindset that it's somebody's kind of giving them, telling telling them what to do. But if you think about where the word coach came from, I think it really explains it very well. And it came from back in, um, I call it the medieval days, but long ago, where aristocracy would be taken in a coach. Picture kind of Cinderella in a coach. Um, And we're not talking Cinderella, we're talking aristocracy. But a coach would take people from point A to point B over rocky terrain. And so... Therein now comes the word coach. Now we jump in the coach, whatever vehicle you're in with you and help you navigate the terrain from point A to point B, from where you are to where you want to go. I like it. That makes a ton of sense. And so we've used the metaphor of the man in the hole. Right. Uh, The thing I like about uh, what you have taught me about coaching is that it's not somebody far away. It's not somebody sitting in a chair saying, tell me how you feel about that. And how does that make you feel? It's somebody who is on the battlefield with you and perhaps giving you insight into what to consider when. Flying can be incredibly uh, busy. And one of the things you learn in flying is what to look at when. And it's a very big thing. And so what I kind of think of as a coach is they're not going to tell you this is the right answer. They're going to say this is what you should look at uh, in a time like this. Uh, These are some of the questions we should be uh, 
asking together. Well, speaking Is of that- the question, so going back to that creative element, I mentioned co- co-partnering and creative. That's where the creativity comes and we believe that people have the answers. It's just a matter of finding them. And so what we do as coaches is we're, we're highly trained in listening, uh, listening beyond what is said, and then asking powerful questions, open-ended questions, so that people can come to their own awareness and then make choices based on what they will do, not for what somebody else wants them to do. I like it. And it makes a lot of sense with the conversation we're having today about the new year. What questions should we be asking or thinking about? What should we be looking at now? At uh, the airlines, we debrief every flight and every part of every flight. And we ask three questions. We say, what went well? What could have gone better? And what will we do next time? And that's a big deal. What will we do next time? Because we can look back on this year and we can look at what went well, what could have gone better. But the question we must ask is, what are we going to do in the coming year? Stay with us, friends. We'll be talking more with Christy Mendelow, my wedded wingman and certified coach. God's word says that he loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of Scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. 4940 or visit courageouschristianity.today and for a donation of $25 or more we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mendelow's book Right Makes Might 40 Days to Courageous Christianity a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian if texting isn't a fit for you you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry links to all the aired shows a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. And we're talking with my wedded wingman, not as a wingman today, but in her professional capacity as a coach. And we talked a little bit in the last segment about uh, questions we ask after a flight or during a flight after a major evolution where you say what went well, what could have gone better, and what do we do differently next time. And when it comes to our lives, we do the same thing. And so Christy is speaking to us as a coach to help us uh, with some of those questions, some of that look. It's kind of like in the Marines, after a major uh, engagement or after a day, you write an after-action report. And then as you uh, plan a new mission, one of the things you do is refer to a last after-action report to say, okay, this happened last time. How can we expect things to be this next time? What questions should we be asking? But before we get to the questions we should be asking, 
and asking a coach to guide us through. Christy said in the previous segment that a coach is some things and there are some things that a coach is not. And I'd like to ask you a little bit more about that. A coach is not. Yeah, I think it's an important distinction to make um, because they're all in the helping profession, really what we do, uh, coaching and, and the things that you would typically think might go uh, akin with that. So, for example, counseling, therapy, um, mentoring, uh those can be where you get a little confusion. What is is coaching this or what is coaching exactly? So what it's not, first and foremost, it's not counseling or therapy. First, we're, we're not licensed, but if you really want to look at it, coaching is looking forward. Therapy, in essence, is looking backward. Oh, that's a big distinction. Yeah. And so you're looking at what caused this thing to happen in your life when you're when you're in therapy or counseling. And so that we can understand that thing a bit more so you can make better decisions going forward. We're meeting you where you are. As I was talking about that coach getting you from point A to point B, we're not wondering where the coach was made, where it came from, where it was on its last step. We're like, hey, I'm, I'm picking up, pick, um, you're picking me up here right at the, this place on your right. journey and we're moving forward. Something we've said uh, previously on the show, we've said that as you're driving along, you have a windshield, which is pretty big, and a rearview mirror, which is pretty small. The rearview mirror might be 10% of the windshield, and I've always thought that that relationship is how much you should be looking back. Yeah, brilliant. We should only look in the rearview mirror uh, 10% of the time. We must mostly focus forward, focus out the windshield, because otherwise, if you're in the rearview mirror, you're going to have another crash. Uh, and so... We're mostly focused forward, but you do glance over your shoulder every now and then to inform your forward progress and to help develop the questions you should look at. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I want to make other, one other distinction, though, from mentoring. Mentoring is typically you're moving back into advice giving. It's someone who's kind of been there, done that before, and it's it's typically not in a, a, a paid relationship either. And so there can be lacking in accountability and objectivity as well. Um, but where you're going with the, the rearview mirror, I think that's brilliant to think about uh, looking forward and where are we going on our journey. But just take a moment. So when you start this process, I think it's very important to take a moment and look at the previous or, or the current year that you're wrapping up, coming to the end of the year, and ask yourself, much like you would ask in an AAR after action report is what went well, what uh, could have gone better and what will I do going forward? Because I think a lot of, a lot of times we can often be, can look at the year and go, because I didn't accomplish this one thing that I had in mind, we can kind of write the year off and go, it was a terrible year. Right? But we really need to look at it clearly and go, what, what did I accomplish? Yeah. Maybe you held your own uh, through a lot of change. Right. And so you may not have made a lot of forward progress, but you held your own. You didn't lose any ground. You're stronger for it. And now, as you think about that a little bit, you plan for the next year and you say, okay, I'm going to be very intentional, powerful. I'm going to step forward. And before I do, I'm going to make a plan. So here we are, and we're thinking about the coming year. Uh We'll take in the last year, some of the successes and some failures. We'll congratulate ourselves on the successes. We'll say avoid 
some of these pitfalls that produced our failures. And learn. And learn. And now we're going to ask some questions going forward. What is, in your mind, the first best question we can ask? Well, I think before we start asking questions, we we have to look at our mindset. So mindset is uh, huge. Um, I I think that one of the, uh, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And so if we go into the new year with the ideas that we're not going to accomplish our goals, we're not going to have the life that we want, uh, then we're already there. Right. So checking in with our mindset first and and what sort of mindset do we want to foster uh, achieving our goals? Yeah, I like that. We said a couple of weeks ago, I quoted Nietzsche when I said, I think, therefore I am. Right. And it reminds me of this guy we had in one of the squadrons that I was in. He was so negative. His call sign was Eeyore. (laughs) Because if you remember. I I get it. (laughs) Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh character is like, oh, well. And this guy's idea of a pre-flight brief was like, oh, well, we're probably going to (laughs) crash. So that's not what we're doing here. That's right. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we're realistic as well. And it's not just being all positive. We're looking at the year realistically. And I think the so getting to the question, first and foremost, after you get your mindset right, um, uh, then the question would go to, what does God want for me in the new year? And so in between looking at the last year and asking that question, it's very important to get quiet with God. And and this is a joint process with him. He's, he's alongside with us, and we're spending quiet time in the Word and looking at the last year. We're not just doing this on our own, uh, asking ourselves these questions, but he's a he's a full-on player with us. He's the ultimate coach. He is the ultimate coach. Yeah, absolutely. And he's rarely going to say, I think you should go and get a new job working in Detroit in the car industry. He's more going to kind of suggest questions to you, uh, has been my experience. For example, when I came to Christ, he didn't say to me, you need to believe in Christ. Right. What, he, what he actually said, the words that came to me as I stared out the windshield of the airplane, the words that came to me were, you need to learn about Christ. Yeah. And so I think sometimes when he speaks to us, we might want him to say, go buy the house at this address. But in point of fact, he would say, uh, what do you want in a house? Where do you want to live? What do you want your life to look like? How would you like to serve me? Yeah, and that... I think if we're listening, we hear those questions. We hear them. And so in preparing for this show, I went through the process, what I would uh, be planning for the next year. And the first thing I wrote down is, you know, what does God want for me in the new year? But that requires us also going to him in silence. Not, And it requires us turning away from what maybe somebody else wants for us or what somebody has said to you that's kind of swirling around in your head that you need to go and do or what you've seen on Facebook, you know, those sorts of things. Going to the Word because God, and as we know, Jeremiah 29, 11, He has the plans for us. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Right. And 
that he has the ultimate plans for us. We need to go there first and ask him those questions. We can trust that, can't we? Ah, Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're in a quiet place. We're detaching ourselves from this past year in many respects, and we're visualizing the new possibility of the new year, and we say, what does God want for me in the new year? And we try to quiet the other voices that might speak into our lives, Uh, words we've heard, people who've used words to describe us, some hurtful, maybe some even empowering, and we try to get quiet there and we say, what does God want for me? And then in a one-on-one prayer, Lord, what do you want for me in this new year? Yeah, and and then listening and writing down um, the questions that he gives you or the ideas he, he gives you and then spending time with them and going back to the Word and uh, maybe studying what he's given you. And I, I don't know what he's going to give you, uh, but for example, the first thing I heard was draw closer to him. So then I asked, how would you like me to draw closer to you? And so then one of the things I heard in my heart was don't let anything else get in the way, work, busyness, poor nutrition, that sort of thing. So then that gives me guidance. Okay, if God's telling me to draw closer and don't let anything else get in the way, then how am I going to set my life up in the next year to accomplish this? Yeah, um, I love that because Scripture tells us do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Right, I've got it open right here. <laughs> and so Rom- one of the things... Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2, one of the things we can do is do things that are less of the world. Right. So staying up late, uh, watching TV all night, um, being busy making work, everything, and not having enough time to ask questions, listen quietly for the answer, and then walk with intention. And so how did you see that scripture as fitting in? Romans 12, 2? Yes. Well, he's he's um, renewing our mind. And so thinking as he thinks, not as I think. Okay. And you're going to try and get quiet, get to that place and see what he has for you going forward. And you said something so important. Friends, I hope you hear this. Journaling and writing things down that God has led me to, given me visions of or spoken to me, has been so important. Does it work for you as well? Well, yeah. And even in this example, I haven't necessarily gone through my last year and my future year this way before. But as I was preparing, I just said, okay, so what's the question? What does God have for me? And then I listened. He told me Then I, then just something came, the Holy Spirit came to me and said, ask more questions. And so as it's just a dialogue between the two of us and I'm, as I'm listening, he's telling me the answer. And so I just kind of created it. I, I love that. And friends, let me tell you, whenever I have asked questions of God, He's answering them before I've even finished asking the question. And I marvel at that. And that doesn't just happen at the mall. We have to distance ourselves from the world, distance ourselves from the words we've heard, distance ourselves from the last year, embrace the possibility of this new place, and say, 
Lord, what do you want from me in the new year? And as he begins to speak, and as you draw closer to him and you hear his voice better, and you distance yourself from the world, he will make all possibilities known. And we're going to talk more about that in the third segment. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine. And now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking with Christy Mandelow, my wife and certified coach, about planning as we look forward. If you don't have a plan, um, then the enemy can do whatever he wants with you. If, on the other hand, you have a plan which is blessed by God, informed by God, and you're looking at that year and the plan through the lens of faith, then so much will be revealed, and we have to ask questions and listen for his voice. We have to look through the lens of faith and see which doors he opens and which doors he closes. For example, if I decide I'm going to become a dot-com millionaire— (laughs) and nothing happens, well, that's not what God had for me. And something that's very important to me, as we distance ourselves from the world, what's successful and not successful begins to change. And the world is very focused on me, 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 I, I, I. So one of the questions I ask as I look at this coming year is how can I better serve God And how can I better serve you, our listeners? 
And that gets me away from myself, and it helps me to point myself in an unselfish direction where I really don't matter all that much. My opinions don't matter. What the world says about me or says to me doesn't matter. What matters is the good that I can do in the name of the Lord to be a friend and to be a shepherd. And so we're talking with Christy about these things. And you said ask some questions, but you also said mindset is very important. Mindset's huge. It it really is the key uh, component to you having the life you want um, or or not, because if our mindset is focused on those things of God and the Word, then uh, if, again, they are the open doors, they are the doors he wants us to walk through, life will be, and the achievement of what we want to have um, and what he wants for us will be much easier. And uh, I think, too, when we put our mind on God, then it's something beyond ourselves. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different focus. So, for example, you know, back to that um, healthy eating and, and having the time with him, well, I'm not just doing it because I've decided to do that. I'm not just doing it because somebody told me to have more time in the Word. I heard it on, you know, some sermon, some pastor said, you need to spend more time in the Word. God has said for me, don't let anything else get in the way of my time with you. And it's it's something beyond yourself. And it's like, oh, wow, gosh, I, I, I don't, God's asking this of me. Okay, so... Healthy eating, how did that figure in there? It was uh, something that you did in order to bring your best self to God? Well, when, when I was having this conversation, this is just what came to me. And I, I said, I heard, draw closer to him. And so I asked the question, how would you like me to draw closer to you? And he said, don't let anything else get in the way, work, not eating well. Um, and busyness. And so as I look at that, and, and that's just kind of the first layer I've gotten to, but then I have to think about, okay, when are the times that I um, eat poorly and how does that uh, subtract from my relationship with feel? God? Because oh. I don't feel well and I may not make the time to spend with him. Right. This is a very big uh, point. What I'm hearing is we're now transitioning from the strategic level, from these broad brush strokes, to the how do I make this happen level. Right. And so you have this plan, I want to draw closer to God. And then you say, okay, well, how do I affect that? Right. And then you also have to ask, why do I want to draw closer to God? So if we use me as an example, and I don't mind if anybody laughs at me, I want to draw closer to God in order to be more of who he wants me to be uh, in ministry and in service to him and to others. And now what you're talking about is the little steps that I would take to accomplish that big high-level goal. For example, uh, go to sleep earlier, wake up earlier, uh, be well-nourished, be well-rested, be well-hydrated, bring my best self to him each day, and then he can send me wherever he wants me. Is that kind of how I should look at that? Yeah, and I think essentially what we're doing is saying at the end of this next year, 
who do I want to be? What do I want to have? Who do, what do I want to be thinking as I look back at the previous year? So we started the process looking at the previous year, going what went well, what, what could be improved. Now we're moving to the end of the next year. What will year. I do differently next time? Right. Well, yeah, you're looking at that, but you're also stepping a year in advance and you're looking back, who am I going to be then? Yeah, that's a great, uh, uh, that's a great what would you call that, technique? Well, that helps us then back in to the the goals that we want. So if I need to, um, be, if I want to be healthy, if I want to be um, the fittest I've ever been at the end of next year, then what are the things I'm going to need to put in place today, tomorrow, next, you know, three months, six months down the road to be able to be that person? Well, first and foremost, I've got to qualify. What, what is, is fitness for me? Right. And so there's a lot more than what we can just cover in a show. And one of the things I do as a coach is I work with people first to get really clear on who they are and what they want. This all under the guise of what God actually wants right. for you. And then we do some assessments and one of them is uh, looking at their values. And then we begin to shape what you just shared was a mission statement in order to be and then that shapes your goals, and then that shapes your objectives and more the specifics. Okay. So at the end of next year, I want to look back and know that I have been a good shepherd. I would like to look back and know that I brought my best self to God each day, that I heard his voice, and uh, that I submitted myself to what he says is right, and then I... Uh, used all of that to be able to speak uh, to others uh, about his love and about um, the things that we can all be doing, the way to look at things through the lens of faith, so that I will have been a good shepherd. And so as a coach, and that when I hear that, um, if I were to hear that in a coaching session, then I'd say, how will you know you've accomplished those things? That is a very military statement. You would say, what are the conditions and metrics that show me that I'm on the right path? Right. But this is a little bit softer in coaching. But if if you think about it, it takes you now, okay, this is what I want to have, but you're now kind of moving into how am I going to get it? Because you're asking, what? how will I know I have become this good shepherd? It moves you into needing to define to define what that good shepherd is. What does that look like? What will that good shepherd have or be to others? And getting, I really firmly believe when we can get crystal clear on who it is and uh, who it is that we are, what it is that we want, the path becomes very clear forward. Yeah. Friends, I think you've heard me say before that in the morning as I pray, I often picture myself as a knight walking down some medieval dining hall to the king's throne, which is at the end, and in prayer I kneel before that throne, and I say to my Lord, Jesus Christ, what would you have me do today? Yeah. And then I get orders. Maybe he says, okay, today you're doing the radio show. I want you to speak about this. Maybe he says, don't be... Uh, in the world about this. And then you step back and you salute and you say, yes, Lord, and you go out and you do it. And just that day. Well, and I think it's very important to do it each day and start 
uh, your day with that time with him. But this, what we're talking about here today is foundational for those. For all of that. For all of those days. And so this is not something that can be done in 30 minutes. This is really something that time you spend in the word and thinking about the the plans that he has for you in the next year could be a day long process. Okay, so could I could I repeat this to make sure I understand it? First and foremost, we make sure we have the right mindset and we say I want to be surrendered to God, in, centered in His will, doing what He wants me to do. And then we say, uh, Lord, what do you want for me in the next year? And ask Him to speak into that. And in order to do that, we must be close to Him, getting closer, uh, stepping away from the world, and getting quiet. And then we try to bring our best self, because we are these machines that are made of flesh, and so we do have to address the flesh, And so whatever it takes for you to be that best self, that best warrior, kneeling before him most attentively, we do that. And then all of that is done in service to others. So the question you're really asking is, as my best self connected to you, hearing your voice carefully, staying away from the world, how do I best serve? And then he's going to speak into each of those questions. Is that uh, yeah, I think so. I think one thing I would just add again as a step um, is to make sure you're looking back at the year before and just checking in what went well, what you want to continue doing, and and then bringing that all uh, almost like, you know, in your hands to Christ to talk with him uh, about. Um, okay. And, and then um, I think it's interesting that you've hit on serve. One of the things God said to me was serve others and doing so you'll serve him. And I think uh, then just continuing to ask those questions, how do you want me to serve, Lord? And then he'll give you the answers. All right, friends, we're going to talk about this in the final segment. Christy's going to help us wrap it all up. Stay with us. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com. Huntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Ooh, and I'm blinded once again. 
Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. And we're talking with Christy Mendelo in her capacity as a coach. And what we're really talking about is change yeah. in order to better serve God and people around us. We always want to do better. And so a coach, which is Christy's profession, is about helping people to navigate change. And as a guest on her show recently, she asked me what is critical to allowing change, asking for change, embracing change. And what came to me was letting go of the need to be right. And so I think a lot of us in family, in relationship, in the world, at work, we are very much in the need to be right. And we're there for a lot of emotional reasons. We're there for some professional reasons. We're there for financial reasons. But I think what we can agree on is if you do what you did yesterday, you'll get the same results tomorrow. Very true. And so I think we have to just... Let go of the need to be right as we adjust that mindset that Christy spoke about in the very beginning and uh, try to create a more receptive self. So how would you explain that for us? Well, I, uh, I think you've explained it very well, but and I, I completely agree with you. I think the need to be right keeps us um, essentially safe, right? We don't like to be wrong. So when we think about that, uh, keeping ourselves safe may keep us from what God has for us. And so really letting go of that need to be right, again, coming back to that mindset of surrender and surrendering to God what we think we want in the next year and bringing it to him. And, and so looking at the opportunities and the possibilities we have in the new year versus, well, I got to be right. And so I got to do this right. And, you know, so when you come to this place of surrender, it's really freeing and you can possibly step into things that you would have never imagined. Right. Uh, It's about being peaceful, friends. And it's about not contending for the world, for the crumbs beneath the table as you sit at the banquet that God has prepared for you. And instead of embracing this banquet, you're crawling around under the table trying to find crumbs. And uh, it sounds silly, but I think there's a large part of that. And a couple weeks ago, I was thinking that I'm not interested in the world's opinion. Somebody had said something to me, and I think it was kind of sort of unpleasant. And I'm not interested in the world's opinion. And then I realized... I'm not even interested in my own opinion. I'm only interested in God's opinion. And so when we say letting go of the need to be right, we mean the human need. We don't mean uh, to uh, right itself because what's right is what God says is right. And so you just bring your place, yourself to a place of all I care about is what God says is right. And I'm going to let down my walls and open myself up and ask him to speak into my life. And if he tells me something very hard is what's right, now we start walking that journey, and he will open doors that no one can shut, and he will close doors that no one can open. And uh, 
in that peace, we can just move forward. Well, and ultimately, I think that's the safest place to be, right in the center of his will and the center of his word. And so, you know, that may require us stepping a little bit out of our comfort zone, letting things go that maybe we've held on to in the past. And and one of those mindsets um, or some more descriptions of the mindset you want to foster is being open, um, one of learning and one of embracing. So being open to what God has for us, embracing what he has for us, and a mindset of uh, the desire to learn about what God has for us and the new things he brings to us. Amen. And so what we're saying is if you're focused on not being r- wrong, right. if you're focused on being right, well, now you're not open and you're not learning and you're not hearing God's voice and it's a very emotional place, and it's a very small place where basically your wor- world is full of you, well, and there's br- no room for God. It brings us to a place of wondering where there's amazing— When we let go of the need yes, to be right. and amazing peace in that. So think of back to that day where you're getting up and you're walking to Jesus and saying, what do you have for me today? What if you're coming to it as, wow, I'm wondering what God has for me today versus— Oh man, I wonder what's you know. <laughs> oh well, what's going to happen? Crash. Right. <laughs> right. It, so the, it, the levity that can come from that, the the freedom, um, and then think about what you can do in that mindset. Uh, it's it's powerful, and uh, think of how you can serve when you've let go of those chains. Right. Scripture tells us it is for freedom that we have been set free. Amen. And that freedom came at a tremendous cost. The Son of God sacrificed for us on the cross. And in gratitude and joy, we then look forward and say, in my freedom, how can I serve the Lord? How can I serve others? So many are struggling and so many need our help that it's too much to rely on yourself. You must rely on him. And to do that, we must open ourselves to him. Absolutely. And I think an important um, note to make in all of this, this is an ongoing process. So you get your plans in uh, down on paper now, but you want to be an observer of what is uh, happening as the year moves on. You may need to make some tweaks and changes, but you're still in lockstep with the Lord and his word as you're doing, uh, as you're living out the year. Uh, but I think it's very important that you um, continue to stay in this process, asking those questions, asking those questions of God as you move forward, because he may have some changes for you. Okay, a bit of a recap to make sure we're understanding. We are going to um, nurture an open mindset where we say, Lord, Speak into my life. Center me in your will. What is your will? Right. And to do that, we bring our best selves. We are flesh, and so we must address that. And we must be rested. We must be well hydrated. We must pay attention to nutrition and exercise. And then we bring that person to the Lord. And without a bunch of emotional baggage telling us we got to be right, we say, how can I serve you this day? And then listen and look. And if we're focused outward, not on ourselves, but focused outward where we can do our best work, then we will um, walk the path he sets before us. Does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the very best path. 
And who wants anything that God doesn't want us to have? Amen. Uh, I don't want to win the lottery if it's not his will. I just want his will. Amen. That's the truth. And as you know, we have a moment of truth in every show where we look at Scripture to inform our discussion. I don't want to be about me. I want to be about God. I don't want my word. I want his word. And so his word is our refuge, and it's always relevant to every situation and to every season, and it never fails. It's trustworthy. And today our moment of truth comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And we all know it, but I'd like to read it for you. For everything there is a season, and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time for peace. And only God knows what time it is, and when we bring ourselves quietly to Him, He will help us to better understand. Friends, the question we're asking today as we turn our eyes toward God, the loving Father, with thoughts and prayers for the new year is, what season is this year going to be for us? And who better to answer that question than God? The God who wants the best for us, who works to bring that best about through His Son, Jesus Christ, through the whisperings of the Holy Spirit, and through the circumstances of our lives. Life is about change, and if we look for God in everything, like the perfect coach, he will guide us into that change. And that's courageous Christianity. Amen. So, Christy, thank you for sharing your heart with us today and your expertise, and blessings for the new year. Thank you, and to you too, and thanks for allowing me to share. Amen. Friends, wherever you are, from all of us here at Courageous Christianity, we wish you a joyful and prosperous new year filled with the truth of God's love, his strength, his prosperity, and his abundant grace. And thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, in Houston, Texas at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.